Hello and welcome to Scary Pair, a horror movie podcast between partners. I'm Nine. And I'm Opal. And this week we watched Hostel. Uh, on Wikipedia it says 2005, but this is another one where like it was screened in 2005 and then the wide release is like a year later, so it's 2006. Oh, whatever. It's 2005. People know which one Hostel is. I think you know what Hostel is. They're not remaking this one anytime soon. God, can you imagine? Would it be better or worse? I don't know. None of them get any better. <laughs> Saw hasn't gotten any better. Um, what have we been up to this week? We did end up watching the other Suspiria. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, I mean, it aged really well. I mean, for the four years that we haven't seen it, I guess. It's funny. I um, I have probably more problems with it now than when I first saw it, but problems is maybe too strong. Like, it's just, there are some things that I'm like, hmm. This is whatever. I agree, but I still enjoy it a lot. Yeah, no, I still really liked it. I, I told you this when we saw it, but it's exactly what Suspiria would be if they had made it in 2018. Uh, and I kind of appreciate it. By that. which you mean a completely different movie. Yes, but also <laughs> it's got, you know, depression and themes. And no colors. Yeah, no. well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I kind of like it as a stylistic choice. It's It's interesting. It's different. There's a there's a few weird bits in there. Uh, what else have we been doing? We've watched a lot of episodes of Face Off. <laughs> I guess you could say that. Uh, but I guess that's it for non-podcast content. Why are there sandwiches on your taskbar? I don't know. <laughs> what are those? <laughs> what are those? That's just like the Windows 10 search bar, and there are like little... Sandwich images, and I don't know why they're there. I thought that was something fun that you did. <laughs> I do love a sandwich, but no, that's not like an artistic expression. How strange. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, Hostel, uh, it's directed by Eli Roth, starring Jay Hernandez, Derek Richardson, and Jan Vlasic. Uh... I guess if you're not familiar, the basic premise is that tourists are taken to a mysterious European hostel and killed there. Uh, I would say it's like a mashup of Saw and Eurotrip. Yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to <laughs> kind of touch on that because literally the only thing I remembered about this movie was kind of um, a specific scene and also that it was weirdly parallel to Eurotrip. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the first notes that I have, especially about the beginning of this movie, is that... Oh, yeah. It, is, are, it is note for note Eurotrip. They're just doing Eurotrip. Um, Which came out the year before, so make of that what you will. And, I mean, in the back half of the movie, they're just doing Saw. Without, Ameri without American Pie, this movie would not exist. <laughs> <laughs> that is what I'm saying. Um, anyway, to get into the summary, so we start with the opening credit sequence where a guy is whistling whilst uh, cleaning up a gored up dungeon um yeah we're, we're, we're really setting the mood that this movie is just gonna look terrible <laughs> <laughs> the uh first credit in the credits is brought to you by quentin tarantino <laughs> yeah in case yeah, you we're didn't really know just putting it out there <laughs> I do feel like it's a big uh, Eli Roth, like, oh yeah, I'm friends with Quentin Tarantino, by the way. He produced this movie, he's in this movie and as a cameo. He cannot, he cannot resist 
putting his own bullshit in this. <laughs> um, cue the rock music. As... Oh, the music in this is so <laughs> putrid. <laughs> As Jay Hernandez and company are going to the red light district in Amsterdam. They're on a European trip, if you will. <laughs> yeah, subtle. <laughs> they're uh they're backpacking, uh, and they're gonna go pick up some chicks. Um They're Americans. Well, two of them are. There's like three main guys. Um there's Ollie who's They they have a weird sex criminal friend who is Icelandic. <laughs> Yeah, that's Ollie. Uh, they, quote-unquote, just picked him up while they were going through Paris. Yeah, like a cat. Yeah. It just follows you, just, and you just accept it. He's just friends with them now. And then the two Americans are Josh, who is kind of a wimp. He has a fanny pack, and they make fun of him for it. Because he doesn't want to lose his passport. Uh, yeah, there are a lot of derogatory gay slurs about every, oh my every, God. <laughs> every skinny person in this movie and fanny packs and the country of Slovakia. And it's about everything. Everything is gay in this movie. Uh, they love dropping homophobic slurs in this movie. They also just call things gay. It's very 2005. Like, yeah. ev- everyone in this movie talks like they are in middle school. They do. And I know because I was in middle school in 2005. Yeah, I was also in middle school. I can, listen, when I say that edgelord was just the culture, like people say this all the time, but I don't think people understand how real that is. They really don't. Times have changed. Like we were too young to really like grasp and understand how different that was from the 90s and 2010s. But now in hindsight, we kind of see that. Yeah, it it was just... American Pie is a scourge upon the culture. I'll just there, say that. There are a lot of cultural reasons for that. It's true. Specifically, but... It's true. I, I mean, I that's another of... topic for another day. <laughs> truly. <laughs> Definitely. I, I guess, um, like, I do think the, the Eurotrip American Pie thing is apt, though, because that is, like, so emblematic of that, like, era. And that's definitely, like, carrying through into this movie. Oh, yeah. The, the bad spoof movie, South Park, everything, uh... We had gone to war and seen terrors beyond your imagining. Uh, there's a lot about it. Uh, yeah, anyway, I guess I didn't introduce the other, the, like, main American guy. That's Paxton. Uh, he's played by Jay Hernandez. Shouldn't be the main guy. Shouldn't be the main guy. Uh, he's an asshole. He's uh, about to study to take the bar exam to be a lawyer. He only says America. he's about to be a lawyer like 17 times. You, It's clear that like you're supposed to think this guy is like smart? Do you though? The, they, See, I don't know because I, I don't think know. this is the douchiest movie <laughs> absolutely but i think i think like this movie is for the douches in a way oh i know and i know the type of people that really idolize this movie just like and they are in middle school 100 percent. but just like um you know like josh is like studying to do his like dissertation or whatever i think they say and paxton is gonna like take the bar like these are trashy American guys, but they will not let you think for one second that these guys are, like, stupid in that way. I don't know. But they are, like, I can't help but be there, like, there these guys li- are... They give you nothing to empathize about these characters whatsoever. Nothing at all. They're um, they're mostly just, like, harassing people throughout the first, like, 20 minutes of this yeah, movie. Yeah, they, they act like pig Americans, basically, the whole time. Um, yeah, they're uh, so they're gallivanting around Amsterdam. Uh, the guy, the 
that big guy comes by and gives him some drugs. Uh, there's music in the club, in the, in the, in the club, which is, uh, <laughs> um, they get kicked out for starting a fight with a random guy. Um, they're like super trashed. They're harassing sex workers. Uh, eventually they go to this weird light up sex room that, uh, I think this just is a neuro trip. I think so. I don't um, know if this sex hallway exists in real life, but <laughs> obviously they're borrowing from somewhere. Um, and I guess like the whole point of this scene is that you see Josh like lose his nerve instead of having sex with a sex now, worker. I, I want to ask you a question. Throughout this movie, it kind of follows him as if he's the main character, right? Do you get the impression that he was supposed to be read as closeted in some way? I don't know because there's a scene later where they kind of dance around it and I'm like, what are you guys doing? Because because he has an interaction with another character that I think is interesting on top of not really seeming as interested in women as the other characters. I, I think there's a way you could get that read, but I don't think that's what the movie is doing at all, if that I makes don't, sense. Like, I don't think it's on purpose, but it's a weird read that I got, definitely. Yeah, it's definitely strange. Um... Anyway, uh, we get all kinds of horrible uh, one-liners here that I'm not going to repeat. Uh, they meet uh, a weird... They're not going to get canceled this time. <laughs> they won't get me this time. Uh, they get locked out of the hostel that they're staying at, um, but they get let in after kind of yelling at the locals. Uh, Quentin Tarantino yells at them <laughs> from a window in German. Uh, he's shirtless also. I don't know what he's saying, and I don't want to know. <laughs> uh, they meet... Alex, who's uh, some European guy who says he can help them uh, pick up some girls. Uh, he tells them to visit this uh, hostel in Bratislava, Slovakia. Uh, with the implication that they're all just a bunch of sex freaks in Slovakia. and they'll there, get... there is evil music playing under there <laughs> while he's describing it, though, which makes me a little suspicious mm. of this guy's intentions. Uh, well, speaking of a little suspicious, on the train they meet an older Dutch man who says that uh, in Bratislava they can pay money there to do anything. And he eats a salad with his bare hands because he likes to have a connection with something that died for him. That's verbatim. I mean, yes, but also, <laughs> this is just a Eurotrip scene. I feel like I'm going to keep saying this, but this is actually the train scene where they get sexually harassed by a weird European man. Uh, yeah, the next scene is this guy um, trying to grope Josh and then being harassed off the train or out of the compartment. Um, <laughs> they uh, arrive in Slovakia and have to catch like a cab. Uh, Bratislava is like a sleepy old town. <laughs> The subtitles say, old world ethnic music plays. Yeah, that made me <laughs> laugh quite a bit. Also, I, before we completely move on, the last scenes were supposedly in Amsterdam. It doesn't look like it Amsterdam. Doesn't, it doesn't look like it. You can tell this was all shot in Europe. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. they look the same. When yeah. I know that they don't look the same. <laughs> um. They get to the uh, proverbial hostel, and Pulp Fiction is playing on one of the TV screens. We get it. <laughs> I fucking get it, okay? Um, they're told that the rooms that they have are uh, semi-private, which means they'll have roommates, uh, who it turns out are uh, semi-undressed women who are going to get naked at the spa. Would you ever stay at a hostel where you had to have roommates? 
Um, you know, I actually thought about it one time when I was super broke and I was going to a... a I mean, that's the only reason, right? I was going to a Magic the Gathering tournament. <laughs> oh god, I don't want to stay with other Magic people. Well, it wasn't with people, it was just, I thought about, um, very briefly, because I didn't know if I was going to be able to afford to go, like, saving money by, um, just staying at a hostel. But then I was able to get help paying for a room, so... Yeah, see, I, I couldn't do it, because either there's going to be some kind of, like sexual act or like someone is gonna steal all my stuff that's the one i would do like there's no in between (laughs) yeah um my kind of whole reason for even considering it was just that like uh i get read as a dude so people mostly leave me alone and also i'm not gonna be there at all because i'm gonna be at the magic tournament the whole time yeah or in somebody else's hotel room and i understand it's mostly a european thing though it's not as common here at all i mean the whole going backpacking through europe and like hostels is like it's a cultural thing but i feel like it was especially a thing in 2005 like how many times did do you do you think that has anything to do with the movie euro trip no way <laughs> but i mean when you were when you were a kid right how many times did you hear about like oh yeah so and so is going like backpacking through europe or whatever Never. I, heard... I don't know people who go to Europe. Okay, I don't either, but, like, I heard that idea repeated verbatim, like, all the time. You live in California. It's different. <laughs> Just like the characters from this movie. <laughs> They're also from California. Um, anyway, uh, their roommates are Natalia and Svetlana, who seem um, charmed, I guess, by these guys. This is... Uh, the most unrealistic part of this movie, including the later stuff. Um, (laughs) They go into a bathhouse and it's all porn star women. There's not a Mima with dragon titties (laughs) in sight like you know there would be. They are all smoking. Like, it is so ridiculous. Um, After the scene, they go out to a club with the girls who uh, give them drugs. Uh, they're just like put this in your mouth they give them a pill they're like here take this they're like yeah (laughs) (laughs) you're a stranger i just met you yeah um at this point they kind of all pair off uh ollie goes with uh vala who was working at the front desk at the hostel um paxton goes with svetlana and josh with natalia there is no woman in this movie that is not a whore i think that's accurate but beside we'll get to it later there is one who is not Oh, that's a great point. <laughs> I, I'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Josh, at this point, uh, it was mentioned earlier that he has an anti-smoking trait because he's a good little boy. Uh, and Natalia's smoking, so he, he kind of goes outside the, cr- outside the club. Um, See, this is another, like, my defense of reading him as closeted because she's trying to initiate something. And he's like, oh, I gotta go. Yeah, But I then mean, he pulls out the inhaler and it's like, oh, fine. I mean, it's very much like, um, I think the read is there. I think it's totally fine to, like, make the read, but, like, the movie wants you to make sure that, like, don't don't think about it that way. (laughs) Yeah, he smiles while having sex with a woman later, so you don't get any twisted ideas. Um, outside the club, he's harassed by a mob of children. Uh, these kids are apparently played by real street kids. In, in Eastern Europe, you mean? Yes. (laughs) Um... Uh, but he's saved by the weird Dutch guy from the train, um, who Josh apologizes to for being creeped out that he was groped. I don't know. They seem chill now. Another point for me. 
Because I thought this conversation was very interesting. Like, I didn't mean to react in a homophobic way to be shocked that a man would be flirting with me. Don't don't get me wrong. We're cool now. Well, it does feel like they're talking around that whole aspect of it because the guy's like... I know. It is really strange. The older guy's like, oh, I have kids and I decided that, like, I, that was the best thing for me to do. But, like, you should do the best thing for you. And it's like, okay. My, my read is there. Yeah. Um, but this kind of doesn't go anywhere. Um, no. <laughs> everyone goes back to the hostel. No, he sees his weird tattoo, though. Yes, he does see a weird, the old guy has a weird tattoo. Uh, back at the hostel, they're fucking. Uh, they're communally fucking. They're all, they're all fucking. Uh, Ollie is fucking with people, <laughs> and then they're, <laughs> while they're fucking. No, he's being a sex nuisance like he always is. Um. And I'm calling the police. This is when uh, a cover of Willow's song from the Wicker Man place? <laughs> I called it. I'm like, hold on a fucking minute. And I, I didn't believe it. You were like, is this the is this a song from the Wicker Man? And I'm like, come on. She's like, <laughs> and I'm like, that's from the Wicker Man. <laughs> At which point I had to look it up. And it, yes, it is in fact a cover of the song from the Wicker Man. <laughs> I've seen that movie enough times to know that song. Uh... The next morning, the guys notice that Ollie has gone missing, um, but it's unclear if they don't really think too much of it because uh, maybe he just took that uh, Vala back to her place or something, but then he still like hasn't turned up. Um, the guy at the front desk says that he checked out that morning, but he can't give them an exact time. The, um, the Riddler at the desk says that he checked out. <laughs> he is the fucking Riddler. Um, as they're leaving... Uh, a woman, Kana, whose friend has gone missing, uh, shows them a picture, and it's her friend with Ollie and uh, with the caption, <laughs> Sayonara. They are staring directly ahead like they're on like a Weezer cover album, <laughs> and they're like, we are gone. <laughs> Do not look for us. <laughs> uh, at this point, Josh and Paxton go uh, to kind of wander around. Um, Paxton tells Josh a story of him witnessing a five-year-old girl drowning. Just like RuPaul. <laughs> what? You know, RuPaul has like a tweet where he's like, I saw a man drowning once in the Hudson and I thought, I'll pray for that man. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of that in my life. <laughs> okay, oh my okay. God. Oh uh, my I'll God. show you later, but. Okay. <laughs> That's, <the first> thing <laughs> That's so incredible. Okay. 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 I'll pray for that girl. All right, uh, back to the movie. <clears throat> uh, uh, yeah, so on cue after the mention of children, uh, the mob of children arrive to <laughs> cost them. Bubblegum. Uh, they, they want bubblegum. Uh, yeah, uh, Paxton buys them off with, like, a cigarette or <laughs> treats or something like that. It's... The, the little kid punks are kind of the heroes of the movie. Well, yeah, we'll see more of them later. Um... Out of the corner of their eye, they see who they think is Ollie walking through town, and they kind of run after him into a torture museum. I want to go so bad. Apparently the town that they filmed in has a real torture museum. I hope it looks like this. Me too. We've been to... The Museum of Death. In LA, which has a totally different vibe from this, but... I mean, we love the macabre here. Yeah, I would go to a torture museum straight yeah, up. I, yeah, I... I know that there are museums like that all over Europe, so if we ever went, I would want to check stuff like that out, definitely. Yeah. Um, the guys catch back up with uh, who they think is Ollie. It turns out it's 
uh, a local wearing Ollie's jacket. Um, it's just an orange jacket. They are just harassing this guy. They are just harassing this guy. <laughs> um, but at this point, they conveniently get a text from his phone saying, I go home. <laughs> listen they don't know this fucking dude why they're like we know him he wouldn't just do this they didn't even know he had a kid they've known him for like a few days well they've been he on came like a with you in your back pocket what are you talking about um in the text saying i go home is a picture of ollie's like head kind of staring blankly uh cut i to... always do that when i'm messaging someone i take a picture of me just staring ahead don't Prove that it's me. Cut to uh, Ollie's severed head on a table with the same expression uh, in the torture dungeon. Um, he wasn't that thrilled with the execution. <laughs> you see a guy in kind of like this um, torture outfit uh, cleaning up. And then you also see uh, Kana's friend, the, the missing girl, screaming as her toe is cut off. Yeah. <laughs> and then it transitions into someone painting their toes. That's right. Uh, back at the hostel, uh, the guys tell Kana um, that they're going to leave tomorrow and she can come with them if she wants. Um, but then they are lured by the girls back to the disco. Now, first I have to say that they reassure her that Ollie wouldn't have went with her friend because he's racist. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Don't worry. He's racist. Uh, I don't know if we've explicitly mentioned it, but Kana and her friend are Japanese. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> um, uh, at the disco, uh, the girls give uh, both of the guys drinks. Uh, Josh, uh, very obviously uh, drugged, sees the guy with uh, Ollie's jacket from before. He kind of gets spooked. He's uh, not feeling so good, and he goes back to the hostel where he collapses. I'm not one to victim blame, but they were kind of asking for it. I don't even think they needed to spike the drinks. They were just taking whatever pills they gave them. Well, I do feel like there's a little bit of plausible deniability up to this point. But also... Not really. Not really? Uh, Organ trafficking is a thing. Uh, well, uh, continuing, uh, back at the disco, <laughs> uh, Paxton also starts to feel the drug effects. Uh, but he gets locked in the bathroom kind of on accident. Um, or he collapses as well. Um, Josh wakes up in the torture dungeon, uh, where the Dutch guy arrives, uh, in an apron and a medical mask, which is the same outfit as the torture dungeon guy before, in case you were confused. You, you can just say it's Leatherface. Uh, he drills into Josh's thighs and chest with a power drill. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then he brandishes a scalpel and, uh, tells Josh that he always wanted to be a surgeon, but his hands were just too shaky. Uh, and he gives a little musing on the nature of being a surgeon. This is every other person that wants to be a surgeon, right? Like, you shouldn't want to <laughs> be a surgeon. You shouldn't want to be a surgeon. Um, uh, at this point, he uh, slices Josh's heel with the scalpel and unchains him and kind of lets him crawl towards the open door. This is the one scene that I remember from this movie. Yeah, the heel cutting the, is... The Achilles uh, tendon slicing and then he tries to get up. That's yeah. kind of the one thing I remember as notable. I would say it's like one of the more like realistic and scary bits of gore in this movie. It's just because it's an area that you don't think of, but you know is sensitive. So it's like, ooh. Yeah. Owie. Um, but before Josh can crawl out of the room, uh, the Dutch man cuts his throat. 
Um, so he's not our main character. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Too bad if you might have thought that. Uh, at this point, uh, we checked, and we were like 30 minutes into a 90-minute <laughs> movie. <laughs> um, Paxton wakes up in the locked bathroom. Um, he goes back to the hostel, where the front desk guy informs him that uh, he was checked out of the of the hostel, uh, and that Josh and Connor left that morning. Um, Paxton doesn't kind of believe this. You know, it's one thing for Ollie, who they just met, to leave them, but he knows that his friend Josh wouldn't. Um, he goes looking for them. Uh, his phone is stolen by a mob of children. <laughs> and he tries to murder a child. Yeah, uh, he's like full-on strangling one of these kids for a minute. Um, and you told me these are real street children, real right? Kids, okay, yeah. not actors? Okay, not... I, I'm just checking. Uh-huh. Um... He goes to the police, who kind of give him the runaround. They tell him not to worry. You know, normal, typical police shit. Uh, but also, you The know, entire town is in on it. I mean, it, it does seem like that at this point. We're like... Seem like that. Well, I mean, we know probably that, like, only some people in the town are in on it. Because, like, nobody got Paxton out of the disco bathroom to, like, kill him as well. So, like... Seems like a lot of people in the town are in on it, but maybe How not quite everyone. How many people could possibly live here with this <laughs> level knows? of operation happening? <laughs> um, Paxton follows uh, Natalia and Svetlana into a bar. Um, they tell him that uh, his friend went to an artist's exhibit. Uh, normal. Nor- normal behavior. Uh, and they agree to, uh, Natal- Natalia agrees to take him. Um, they drive out in a car where she offers him some candy there's a big bag of candy in the front (laughs) seat just like your uber driver has um she takes him out to this like abandoned compound which is apparently um like a real old-timey hospital oh yeah you can tell um outside there are a bunch of dudes in jackets and sunglasses milling around one of which is played by takashi Miike. I know, I know. I, I, I told you that I knew he was in it, but I didn't know whether I would be able to find him or not. <laughs> and he's just right there, and you'll never guess what his name is. Mike well, Takashi. <laughs> well, that's what he's credited as in the, in the credits, but like they never say it That's or the anything. character name. The character is Mike Takashi. Yeah, uh, and y- you know, I'm, I'm sure that tarantino is a big fan of his work and that's kind of why oh that's how they got him right it has to be that like tarantino was like hey i mean audition and ichi the killer were years before but he had just done like three extremes he had done um other ones i think at this point um if you're into like weird horror movies you know who takashi Takashi is yeah Yeah. um but especially for like the gore hounds like ichi the killer was kind of that yeah, and that's definitely, like, the bones of that are, like, yeah. in this movie. Like, we've seen, like, this is also, like, post, like, French New Extremity movement. Like, Martyrs and um, High Tension have Martyrs already happened. Martyrs came out later, but High Tension, I think, is earlier, yeah. Yeah, so, like, I, I would say those are also kind of kind of borrowing from some of that stuff. Yeah, um, Saw came before this, too, obviously. Yeah, that's another big one, obviously. Um, you see, You see the pieces of... The, the torture porn being set <laughs> with this one. This one was kind of the nail in the coffin, I feel. Yeah, because people were talking about it with Saw, but this movie is just, that's what people talk about. Yeah. Um, we should definitely talk about it when we're talking about the movie and our ratings, though. Yeah. Um, 
Natalia now at this point is obviously kind of leading Pax Sedan. Uh, he's just kind of stupidly following her into the compound. Um, Even though she's like, <laughs> go over there. <laughs> it's not a prank, bro. Uh, Paxton walks in on Josh being dissected by the Dutch guy. Uh, and he is dragged off by uh, big Slavic thugs. There are two types of European in this movie. There's skinny guy and there's big guy. <laughs> <laughs> two types of... Oh, the third type is... Uh, uh, Average American male. No, the third type, the fourth type of European is a female sex worker. What is the third type? You skipped the third type of European. Well, you said American people. Wow. Forget this bit. Anyway. <laughs> uh, he uh, Paxton is dragged into a torture. He's he's dragged like through several torture scenes happening like in the background. Uh, kind of fun. And he gets handcuffed to a chair. Um. A weird uh, gangly German guy shows up to uh, torture him. This guy's creepy. Yeah, um, he's like weirdly fiddling with like his face mask and like his torture implements. And you get the sense that like he's kind of... Total amateur. Yeah. He, <laughs> he doesn't he, know what he wants. And he's kind of losing his nerve. Um, and at one point um, he's like speaking German and Paxton, who as the movie has uh, established earlier, also speaks German, starts talking back to him. And that kind of freaks him out, so he leaves the room. And you think for a second that, like, maybe the guy's going to leave, but he comes back with a ball gag. Yeah. Um, and as he's, like, torturing Paxton, Paxton starts throwing up. Oh, everyone's spewing in this movie. Everyone has had the same uh, miso soup concoction, <laughs> and that's all they've eaten, and they're just, like, leaking a little bit the whole time. Um, so... Uh, the guy takes the ball gag off, but then he cuts off to Paxton's fingers. His um, little hot dogs fall to the floor. <laughs> and, uh, w like, one second later, the guy trips on said little hot dogs and chainsaws himself a little bit. This guy's a fucking rookie. This is a rookie <laughs> mistake. Uh, Paxton's able to uh, grab a gun and shoots the guy in the head. Um, no one hears it. Yeah, no no one hears the, the... Well, I mean, the idea is torture's going on, right? So, like, no one cares if, like, a gunshot goes off. Oh, that's a good point. There are a bunch of people shooting people. Yeah, um, but uh, Paxton kind of lures a guard into his room by kind of shouting in some German and then uh, kills him as well. And um, he's able to escape, like, his handcuffs. Uh, he stumbles into another room uh, and decides to hide under a pile of corpses. Uh, which are then wheeled into an elevator and down into, like, a butcher's room slash crematorium. There are a lot of levels to this building. Yeah, and none of it really comes to anything because, like, he, Paxton just grabs a mallet and kills the butcher and then heads back into the elevator. Uh, and then he, like, takes it up and takes it down. And I don't think he had to smack that guy. <laughs> I think he could have just simply walked away. He ends up kind of stranded on a middle floor of the compound and hides in an, like, abandoned room. Um, he looks out the window and he sees a policeman kind of palling around with the thugs, If just in case you weren't clear that they're in yeah, on it. Yeah, in case you didn't know. Um, he uh, finds a locker full of some fancy clothes, which he dresses up in to kind of hide his injuries, um, as we see the butcher's body being discovered by guards downstairs. Um, he's about to leave, but then another uh, guy walks in. He's like a patron of this place. I, I kind of like this performance a lot. I, I like this guy, but I didn't love this whole bit because what they basically do is they use this as an excuse to like 
lore dump about what this facility is um, and just make it a like... A bit, but also I kind of find it interesting, kind of a... I thought of it as a parallel about how they would talk about women, <laughs> about how this disgusting guy talks about women. Right, yeah, no, I think that's really interesting because he's giving this whole bit about... Um, it becomes clear that basically what people are doing is this is like murder tourism. Yeah. Where they're coming in to like kill somebody and then leave as just like a, a thrill. Um, in my opinion, just as violent as sex tourism, honestly, but... I mean, um, the the line is like very parallel to it. Like it's definitely. I don't know if it's doing that on purpose or not, though. I feel like it almost has to be, just because otherwise, why do this movie with tourists? I don't know. I mean, how self aware can Quentin Tarantino really be? <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah. Uh, this guy is talking about how they all have the same tattoo. They have this business card called Elite Hunting. Um. Things like Americans are the most expensive people to kill. We're just setting this up for the sequels, honestly. Um, he, uh, The patron also kind of brandishes a gun, but then discards it. Um, Paxton takes it and kind of starts to flee the compound. But just as he's about to leave, he hears Kana screaming. Um, and he decides to go back and rescue her. Um, he kills the patron that he talked to, who at this point is like blowtorching her face. Yeah, so... This Japanese woman character, she is she is deserving to be saved because she's the only woman that's not a whore, you see. Right. Because she is an Asian woman, and they are small and pure and don't think about sex. Which is a whole um, Orientalism issue, I would say. There are connotations that this is the one character they've chosen to not be sexually active. Uh, but also, if you thought that maybe this character is going to like go somewhere and have an arc, no, she's just going to be an accessory for the main character. Which no, was... she's a woman to save. She's yeah. a damsel. Um, we start by getting this like really exploitive scene of Paxton cutting off her dangling eyeball so that it can ooze pus. This is not helping. This is not <laughs> fucking helping the situation. I don't think this would hurt any less if he cut it off or not. Um... But they do manage to um, flee the compound, uh, which is now being like kind of combed by guards. And they steal a car, and the guards give chase. Um, this is, I would say, when the movie starts having a little bit of fun with it. <laughs> <laughs> you could say that. Uh, Paxton drives into town where he gets like blocked in by a truck, and then um, the truck like pulls away. And as it pulls away, the you kill see... bill sirens start going off. <laughs> you see. Alex, the guy that told them to go to the town, uh, Svetlana and Natalia just all kind of stand in there. They're standing in a line in front of the car. <laughs> and they all, and you know what's going to happen. They all like turn and like look Paxton in the eyes and then he runs them all over. <laughs> and he takes like extra care to like come back and really like <laughs> yeah, mess they're not up just Natalia. Hit. He fully comes back and reverses over them. Yeah, uh, which is hilarious. Um, it's pretty funny. They, uh keep driving through the town and get uh, mobbed by the swarm of kids, uh, but he buys them off with the bag of candy. Big Chekhov's bag of bubblegum. <laughs> um, when the guards and their car come through, uh, the kids attack and kill them. <laughs> they use, get uh, footage of them pummeling their heads in. It's uh, crazy. But these kids are so cute. I love that little kid that's asking for candy. I think he's adorable. <laughs> but there is violence occurring. Um, 
Uh, Paxton and Kana flee the town, but um, the police have like set up a roadblock, um, and they get kind of blocked in in this line of cars. So they decide to um, flee to the train station on foot, which is also being like kind of locked down by the guards. So the whole town is in on it. It seems like if they're not, uh, there's quite the force, <laughs> like mobilized. See, here. You know, you know who is. Uh, searching for them because it's a six foot tall blonde guy every single time every one in, of them in like a black jacket yeah <laughs> um at this point kana catches her reflection in like a mirror and becomes overwhelmed and throws herself in front of an oncoming train which just gives paxton enough of a distraction for him to get past the guards and sneak onto I mean, the train we've been in this situation before this is just going to delay the train like four hours. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, that's happened to me. It's happened to us. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I hate this whole arc of this character. That basically, like... Yeah, she's saved just to die. She she exists to be saved to get you to be like, Oh, Paxton's so good and noble for saving this one person. And then she's discarded. Yeah, just like... <laughs> She doesn't, but you don't, like, see any, like... Crime of being woman. Well, yeah, she has to be, like, good and pure, but also be, like, so horrified by being mutilated that she just can't go on anymore and just, you know, throws her life away. I mean, I I heard that it was kind of traumatizing for the actress to see herself this way, and she was like, yeah, I get it, I would do that, and that worries me a little bit. Jesus Christ. Like, are you okay? Um... Moving on from this, uh, while on the train, Paxton overhears the Dutch guy making his same speech about eating the salad with his fingers. He, implying he does this every single time he gets on the train. He eats salad with his hands, and then he explains why he is eating salad with his hands. <laughs> um, when uh, the Dutch guy gets off, uh, Paxton follows him uh, into a bathroom uh, where he locks them in. Uh, and he tortures the guy, cutting off his fingers, uh, drowning him in the toilet, and then finally cutting his throat. Yeah. Just for the full revenge fantasy. <laughs> yeah, it's fully revenge fantasy. Um, and he escapes onto another train and roll credits. That's the end of the movie. That's hostile. That's hostile. Um, Remember when I told you you might like it more than <laughs> you thought you how do you feel about that? Oh, gosh, this movie's so stupid. <laughs> it's extremely stupid. Uh, there's like, I, I, I want to bring this up because there's a million stupid references in this movie. Um, Like, at one point, one of the guards is watching, like, porn on a little, little laptop or whatever. Uh, and that's apparently the porn parody of Cabin Fever, Eli Roth's previous movie. Oh, my fucking God. Um... The hostel room they stay in is room 237, a.k.a. the Shining Room number. That's just, it's just unnecessary. Um, obviously, there's the, you know, Tarantino and Mickey cameos and the weird Wicker Man song reference. See, I think that's kind of funny and appropriate, <laughs> being seduced by a European woman while that song plays. It's it's not only the song, though, it's a, it's a Euro Trash remix of it. I mean... <laughs> Like, putting that and, like, Mike in this movie just made me feel bad because, like, those are just better than this. Like, so oh, much I would, better. I would much rather watch 
audition or any of VK's films. So much rather, or or The Wicker Man than this movie. Like, please, yeah. like you are just making me wish I was watching a better film than or this. Or Pulp Fiction. <laughs> yeah, anything really. Probably not the porn parody, but um, no, I I'm not familiar enough with Cabin Fever to fully understand it. It can't be that much worse than this. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, uh, this was obviously like a pretty successful movie. I guess you could say. Extremely. People my age were enamored with it. Yeah, I mean, I do feel like it's a very, like, adolescent um, movie. Um, I guess the concept for it was based on, like, a real website that Eli Roth's friend showed him about, like, murder tourism. This is not real. This is, is like, a fake story. This is is some creepypasta bullshit. It would be world news immediately if it ever happened. Just it murder tourism isn't real. Maybe it happened one time. One person paid someone to kill someone, and that was it. Like, I think it's it's they really want it to be like part of the the like lore of this movie, but it lore. just but it just doesn't. It's not anything. Um, Would you believe me if I told you the other ones are worse? No, because uh, this movie made a ton of money. I uh, made like eighty million in the box office with like a five million dollar budget um tarantino helped produced it because he really liked cabin fever so he's buddies with eli roth um never seen it never seen it don't how how good could it possibly be i don't know (laughs) um this movie um you know i had a little bit of fun with how stupid it is just in like laughing at it um but you know if you look at it for two seconds you're just like gosh this stinks Gosh, if I ever think a thought about this movie, it's always negative. <laughs> I mean, mostly, yeah. I feel like it was going to be better than it actually was because I'm like, oh, Quentin Tarantino worked on it. Oh, it's got some, like, cool, bloody effects in it. But it's like, then you get the douchebaggiest 2000s movie first 40 minutes you've ever seen. And you're like, what and, and am the, I doing here? And those are, like, the heroes of the movie. I know. Like, you know, I think there's a way you can do something like this, but it really needs to be fun and goofy. It needs to be like, like Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> really similar time frame, has like some douchey guys in it, but they're like, fun. That's a funny they're like funny, incompetent British douchey guys and like they're having fun and they're like a million jokes in that movie. You could say it's a different tone and movie from this one, but. I, but I mean, my favorite stuff from this movie is like, you know, um, the guy backing up to like <laughs> that stuff is to, to to run over the guys again. Yeah, or I, the, I will agree with you there. Or the little kids like murdering the thugs <laughs> is like that's so funny. That's like straight out of a Simon Pegg I mean, and Nick Frost movie. Is the very very end definitely? Yeah, and which is when it's the movie is at like it's you know goofiest and showiest and like I wish the whole thing was like that. I wish the whole thing was like that. You know, I I wish um. I, I, I mean, obviously, like, for some people, like, Eurotrip is a fun and hilarious movie. My and, parents. God. I, <laughs> and they'd, they'd probably, you know, those people would probably love the first half of this movie. And for them, it probably is just all a big, fun, goofy romp. But, like... I don't even know if they would like it either, because it's not particularly funny either. It's just annoying. Yeah, it really doesn't have any of the, like, gags. It's just Maybe pulling, if you're like, a middle schooler and you find, like, screaming slurs funny or whatever, but... Yeah. What else is there? I mean, there's no, like, jokes. No. There's, like, a painful lack of jokes in this movie. 
Should we should we talk about like our our ratings? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so first off is spookiness. Uh, how good were the scares and like effects and things like that? Um, this movie doesn't do well <laughs> in spookiness. Listen, uh, what would you give it? It's a one. Just all these, this entire genre of torture porn it has made. They are all the same. They're all miserable. They're not particularly fun to watch, even if you like gore all that much, because they're seldom doing anything creative. This is where I think uh, directly shining the spotlight on the Mike comparisons really hurts them, because like... Oh yeah, just watch Audition. Just watch like any <laughs> any of those, you know? A, a better torture movie and not as crass. Watch any V-Cinema movie and you'll get like way better than this. You know, go watch like Tokyo Gore, Gore Police or something like that. Oh, like, that's a funny one. That, talk about a movie that has jokes. That like, I, I kind of love Tokyo <laughs> Gore Police, personally. Like, that that's just doing, you know, the gore exploitation thing, but it's having so much fun with it and just, like, what I wish this movie was. So, yeah, I'd give it a one for scares. It's it's just, there's a few moments that make you wince a little bit, but that's about it. I, I don't know what the reaction to this kind of gore movie is even supposed to be. Like, it's not scary, obviously. Like, it's not going to frighten you in any way. The reaction is either ew or sick like that's there's no in between yeah um and then our next rating is watchability so how easy is it to just kind of throw this movie on and have a good time um what what would you say one i almost (laughs) tapped out i was like oh "Oh my god i do not want to sit through this anymore this is so miserable just seeing these sex pests just be annoying. I was like, I'm about to tap out. I regret this decision. <laughs> it's it's bad. Um, you know, I think um, this is a movie that is a little bit hurt by us doing it for this show, where we kind of have to think about what it's doing. Would you have enjoyed it if we didn't? But I wouldn't have enjoyed it if we <laughs> if we just kind of threw it on. Like I would, I just wouldn't see this movie. Exactly. Um. So yeah, I. I it's don't because know. I forced you to, and I. I will admit that's my mistake. <laughs> I when I pulled, think about it. when I pulled Hostel from the bag, and I was like, "You are sabotaging me." You were like, "Oh, Hostel's not that bad." You don't know what else is in there. <laughs> oh boy! All right, I'll give it a one for watchability. And lastly, is the Vincent Price vamp rating. This is the performances and kind of the overall campiness of the movie. Uh, and as I think we've already discussed, uh, it's not going to do well for the sweat either. I give it a two for Takashi Miike looking directly into the camera <laughs> and me going, that's fucking Takashi Miike. Um, none of the performances are good. No. From the main cast. No. Uh, uh, Ali or whatever his name is, is apparently like not an actor. Uh, just like a guy that Eli Roth met while doing press for Cabin Fever, who you really like. So that's liked. just that's just who he is. He's just that character. He's just like that. that. He just came along. Um, yeah. I just do. We want to talk about. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, give it to me. Give it to me. What's his name? Jay Hernandez. Yeah, his filmography is really interesting. Um, he's doing really well for himself. He was in 2016 Suicide Squad. Um, Suicide Squad. And he was in the he was in the movie Bright from oh, Netflix God. with Will Smith. And he was in Hostel 2. He's doing great. He's doing great. Um Yeah, the performances are just about the strong point of this movie. Um 
What would you give it? One. I'd give it a one as Is well. Is this going to be our lowest rated movie of all I, time? I mean, unless we find a way to give a movie zero or negative points. I don't think we do that on principle. Well, uh, our rating for this movie is a 3 out of 15. Oh my lowest you can go. This movie was not meant for our rating, and I think that's a good decision. You know, I like just watching it and making fun of it with you, I had a good time. But it had nothing to do with the content of the movie. <laughs> like, it's mostly just fun to, like, both of us roast a bad movie, you know? Like... And it's just so dumb. It's just so dumb. I when I'm not like you know, horrified at what they're gonna say next, yeah, maybe. I mean, I I felt like the the horrors were able to kind of pass over me because like in the first like two minutes, you know exactly how this movie's gonna be, and it's like, all right, I'm just. It's almost a sigh of relief when the violence starts happening because you know they're not gonna say slurs anymore. Yeah, hopefully they'll cut back on the dialogue. Uh, yeah, the the dialogue can be screaming, and I'm fine with that. That's an improvement. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you know, um, I do think it's deserving of a th- of a three. Applicability uh, points. For the I don't know. Do we do we give the the Russian women any points? Yeah. There's a lot of boobs in this movie. I'm not like titillated by them at all because. See, they, all the boobs look the same. They are clone boobs. <laughs> I cannot. It's... It is the opposite of arousing. Yeah. I'm going to go with that. So no bonus points to reward. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you know, like, I feel like maybe there's a good self-aware version of this movie that's like a little bit more of a parody and a little more goofy. Um, but that's just not what we got, you know, like, I I think the version of this that, um, wants you to hate the American tourists a little bit more, and that is, just has a bunch more gags in it, and a bunch more goofy violence, um, yeah, I think that, I think that could work, um. That movie's probably been made, but I still don't know if I would want to see it. No, I mean. (laughs) These movies are not for me. I'm just, I'm bored to tears by them, like, Gore doesn't really excite me. It's just like, eh, that guy's head is lopped off. I mean, there are there are gory movies that I really like, and I like the gore and oh yeah, but the gore like isn't the stuff, the gore isn't the foundation. The thing it's is, it's a good movie with gore in it. The thing is, there's nothing for me to latch onto in this movie other than God. I hate like young American men, <laughs> so which is like. Not how I think this movie wants you to feel about its characters. I have like, no idea what this movie's agenda or message is supposed to be in any way. You know, I like I get the feeling that these characters are supposed to be like, yeah, they're contemptible, but like maybe like Eli Roth's perspective is that they're a little like misguided and they they I have need no to get idea. their heads on their shoulders or because whatever. They're not characters. They there really is no aren't. Character there, work. I mean, there's no. There's. You're right. There's no character work done for so, any of these so guys. So what am I supposed to feel? I mean, I think you're supposed to feel that. Uh, I mean, it's weird, right? Because Cabin Fever is also. I mean, I haven't seen it, but I know the premise is that like a bunch of young kids go out into a cabin to do some raucous sex stuff, and then bad stuff happens to them. So like clearly, something about this premise is like interesting to Eli Roth, but like he's not doing anything with it. I mean, you could say that, like, yeah, there's an interesting parallel with the 
the murder tourism, but, like, they don't... I don't even know how self-aware that's supposed to be. Exactly, because, like, they don't play enough with that, you know? I that This is why I say, like, the parody of this could be way funnier, where they're drawing the comparison a lot more, and it's, like, maybe certain lines that the characters are saying are getting repeated back to them later, you know? That would be so good, but, like, there's none of that. There's, like, no charm at all. No. It is negative charm. Um... I mean, what else is there to say there? I don't know. Do you, do you have anything else you want to you wanna get off your chest about this one? Honestly, no. I think I pretty much said it all. It's, um... I, I've heard people say that this is the good version of this because guys are getting it instead of women. But they're not. They're not. I mean, sure, like... You they're see, not, though. Like, sure, you women see, Women like... are still tortured. Women are still <laughs> objects. Exactly. It still and, hates women. And the only person that gets out, like, with their you know, their kind of hands clean of everything is a shitty guy who sucks. So yeah, I think that's it. Um, we were really negative about this movie, and I think deservedly. Uh, but I do want to reiterate, I don't think it was a bad choice for this podcast. I had a good time, like I said, goofing off with you, uh, watching I could, it. And I then... could see how people could enjoy it as just a one night popcorn flick, but it's just not for us. Yeah, um, and then, you know, like, it was good to talk about. I think we needed to get something like that out of the way. This is just a movie with, like, not really anything redeeming to it, and yeah, that's and don't okay. don't get me wrong. I've seen the other two. Oh, They're boy. bad, too. Oh, wow. There's no, right. there's no place to go but down. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Um, but with that... Is it time? I think it's time. sack oh fuck oh no oh you're ripping the sack open oh it's blood is everywhere oh no great job (laughs) this is the movie sack segment this is the part where we decide which movie we're going to be watching next week uh opal you're the keeper of the sack you uh write down uh, movies and then put them into a literal sack and I pull a random uh, piece of paper out of the sack. Yeah. And that's what we're going to watch the following week. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Next week, we're watching The Happening. <laughs> I-, I told you that Hostel wasn't the worst sabotage I could possibly do. The M. Night Shyamalan epic. Uh, you've written The Happening lol <laughs> on the paper. <laughs> Hey, this is a movie that we saw one of the first weeks that we visited. I think The Happening will get a higher rating than Hostel. Oh my god. What is wrong with us? (laughs) (laughs) There's no way. I'm predicting right now, and I know that I am at least half of the people that make the ratings, but. (laughs) What the fuck? I don't don't believe you for a second. We might honestly have a better time watching The Happening, though. What? No! No, ma'am, we're not. This is a movie we've both seen. <laughs> That's not clear. I don't know why we what? went into it. We went into a fugue state and watched a bunch of Shyamalan movies yeah. that first day, that first week that I visited. Yeah, and I, I don't know why. I think we watched The Village also. We watched The Village. We watched Devil. We watched The Happening. Devil, what is wrong with us? Devil's the best one. 
It is the best one of those because it's the funniest one. We have gone back and watched Devil at least two more times since then. I think it's hilarious. (laughs) And that's about as good as they get. Oh, God. Um, All right, well, that's going to do it (laughs) for the podcast. Get ready for the happening. Opal, where can everyone find you on the internet? Uh, You can find all my socials and info and stuff at opal.card.co. And you can find my horror movie list that I have on Letterboxd on there and stuff. Um, the podcast also has a Twitter at Scary Pair. We post every week. Maybe I'll find a way to post on it more about stuff. But yeah, it's mostly for updating episodes right now. But I'd appreciate it if you followed it. Yeah, uh, follow the show. Uh, tell your friends about it. We, uh, you know, don't do any advertising or whatever. It's just all word of mouth with people. People seem to like the show. Every- I haven't heard. <laughs> I get I get the occasional I'm perfectly oblivious. I get the occasional piece of feedback that someone is enjoying the show. Oh, that's excellent. So. <laughs> Thank you. That's good to hear. I'll have to share that with you when that happens. Uh I'm at putrid underscore imp on Twitter. Um you can follow my other show, Level With You at Level With You Pod on Twitter. That's a World of Warcraft classic uh book club with my friend Austin, who's never played an MMO before. Um it's a good time. Definitely tune into that. And uh Think we're done? Signing off. Goodbye. 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 No, ma'am, we're not. No. No, ma'am, we're not. I hear you whispering. What? No. (laughs) We have to say this (laughs) for next week. We can't do this right now. Goodbye. Goodbye.